The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. And then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them. And their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Did you ever go out with friends and as y'all were headed to the car, someone shouted, shotgun! They're claiming their place or even their right to be in the front seat where you can control the sound and the temperature and get a good view of the road ahead. That's what James and John do in today's gospel. The gospel begins with them separating themselves from the other 10 disciples, going to Jesus and asking to be seated on his right and on his left in places of honor and privilege in his glory. They called shotgun. It's clear James and John were so focused on themselves that they didn't really hear what Jesus had been saying. Because in the verses just before these, they him to death. And then they will hand him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit upon him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise again. Even Jesus has a hard time believing that if the two of them had really been listening, they would have been so eager. And so Jesus says, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? But the pair answered Jesus, insisting we are able Maybe they did understand. Maybe they were able. Or perhaps they just believed they would do whatever it takes to be close to Jesus. 
even if they weren't sure what that would require. But just as likely they were full of bravado and said they were able, even though they weren't at all. Jesus doesn't argue with them. He doesn't rebuke them the way he did Peter. Instead, like he did when the disciples were arguing about who is the greatest, he begins teaching again. Jesus knows that sitting at his right hand or his left hand does not bring power or prestige, but suffering. On the cross, it will be a thief and a bandit who are on his right and his left. His cousin John was beheaded, and other disciples will be martyrs for their faith. The baptism with which Jesus is baptized is a baptism in the Holy Spirit that drove him into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan. And the cup that he drinks is the same cup that he asks to be taken from him on the eve of his crucifixion. What Jesus promises is not power or prestige, but relationship. When we are baptized, we are baptized into life with Christ. We are forgiven and made new. We are set aside our former lives and the things that draw us from God, and we seek the things that God wants. We show Jesus to the world through our service setting aside our egos and our selfishness and turning away from ourselves and toward others. It is a relationship that requires sacrifice, not comfort. Suffering is the cost of discipleship, whether it is putting the needs of another before ours or voicing an unpopular opinion that aligns with Jesus, but stands in contrast to the world and society. Now it's easy to pick on the disciples in Mark, where they seem even more blundering and foolish than in the other Gospels. And James and John do appear arrogant and childish, asking Jesus if he will do whatever they wish, and then asking for seats of honor. But part of our criticism may be stoked by the same feeling that provoked anger in the other disciples. Haven't James and John just been foolish enough or brave enough to ask Jesus for what they really want? Don't we all want to know that we belong with Jesus? Thankfully, the assurance we have from Jesus is that we are baptized into a baptism like his. When we are baptized, we are named God's own children, and we receive everything that belongs to Jesus. And he takes on everything that is ours in what is called a sweet swap. We belong to God, and no one and nothing can separate us from God, not even our own childish or arrogant behaviors or questions. Martin Luther called the power of faith a living and daring confidence in God's grace, so sure and certain that a person would stake his life on it a thousand times. And so we do.
we stake our lives on God's love and acceptance. And we love others as we are loved. God doesn't need us to do that or anything else in order to be saved. But because God loves us, we search out ways to show Jesus to our neighbors and our world. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son Jesus coming into the world that we would know the depth and breadth of your love for us. Thank you for creating us for relationship and belonging and making a place for each one of us. Give us courage to show your love to our neighbors and not be anxious about ourselves, but have a daring confidence in your grace. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen.